Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your presence, your support of my program and I wish you a happy Ram Navmi. Uh, I hope you had a great day. I hope you had a great great uh, celebration and and happy ram navni to you all may lord ram show you with his blessings um and uh may his wisdom and the wisdom of his knowledge fill us so that we may overcome the obstacles in our ways and i wish and i pray and i wish that for all of you that the, the wisdom of lord ram uh, the wisdom of his knowledge and fills us every day so that we may heal we may rise up above the status quo and we may um we may overcome the obstacles that we face um Today we're going to talk about something uh, important. I always say religions, regimes and refugees. What are regimes? Regimes are empires, colonies, colonization, uh kingdoms, um you know, a suffocation of a, of of a state uh, on on um on its colonies, on its relation on its people. And we know that we are in an in American colonization at this point. Okay, American colonization was the American because colonization is all about money and power. Money, 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 how you can make money. They're the multilateral, multilateral, uh, multinational companies of today. Those were the empires and kingdoms of its time. But we're still in this modern world in this colonization and we are going to American colonization at this point. American imperialism. How do they do that? Through its money. Once you control the money, you control the planet. You control your power and everyone has to submit to you. And because we have the US dollar running, uh, controlling the planet, we buy and sell. Uh, economics is in uh, in US in USD, as they call it, the United States dollar. The Americans basically tell us, how to do, what to do, where to do. And, um, you know, even if we're doing well, we will never see the light of day uh, because uh, the Americans have kept a hold on the dollar. They make sure they're on the top and they make sure everyone is below them. So you can be struggling the way out of of, uh, of history, but you're never going to get anywhere um, because of the USD. Um, and, and that's why someone says, India's got such a depth of population, human resources, knowledge, everything. Why is a currency so so weak? Because the US makes sure that our currency is weak so that they are on top of us now that is important um so basically um i wanted to talk about what is going on now inflation a lot of it is because of the u.s but inflation that's going on now and the dollar the u.s dollar okay um now, for the last couple of uh, weeks, months, we've seen a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of information going about de-dollarization. That means people getting off, countries getting off the dollar. Uh, instead of trading in the dollar, they're trading in, in other currencies. That's called de-dollarization. That's happening as we speak. We see lots of videos about it on the internet, lots of articles about it, because it is happening as we speak. And it's very important. So you can go to all of these uh, videos. Videos on de-dollarization, 
from the US to India, many, many uh, um, platforms talking about it. And, and I've gone to a lot of them. They're fantastic. There's, a, there's one uh, on City Media, if you want to go to it. The, the De-Dollarization of the World Has Begun by Dr. Ankit Shah. Fantastic one. Um, but like I said, there are so many ang angles to it. And you're most welcome to take a look at it. So I've put something together. Um, and and the, the one I like the best is the one from City Media, C-I-T-T-I-M-E-D-I-A, the de-dollarization of the world. So I will do my own little thing about it and I will use some information from these YouTube videos and I will put my, uh, I'll give it to you in my terms, uh, especially from the City Media who I really like their platform and, and a lot what they do. Uh, so let's start with inflation. Uh, what is inflation? Inflation is caused by the gradual increase in prices of goods and services throughout the economy. Low inflation is necessary for the economy uh, to run and be successful, but too much inflation causes problems. Uh, rising inflation rates mean means everything from groceries to cars become more expensive. It may be harder to afford everyday essentials and you can better protect your finances by understanding how inflation works and what causes it, okay? Um, uh, inflation is nothing more than a broad-based price increase throughout the economy. And this, my dear friend, is from Forbes, okay? Forbes.com. So inflation is nothing more than the broad-based price increase throughout the economy, to measure inflation, statistical agencies collect data of current prices for different goods and services and compare them to prices for the same thing in the past. Um, so, um, the price index serves as a representative of samples that allow economists, investors, and regular people to understand how price um changes over time um when an analyst talk about inflation they're referring to the percentage change of of the index which reflects the change in purchasing power of your money now what causes this inflation um there are um what causes inflation okay um there are a couple of things. One is demand pull inflation, where, um, where the increase in the demand of goods and services, but not enough for corresponding increase in supply. So we see, for example, the housing sector, I give an example, many people on the market wanting to buy houses, but no inventory, no supply of houses. So the demand shoots up the price. Uh, in short term, businesses can't scale the production quickly enough to meet the demand. As a result, the price increases. Then you have something called the cost push inflation. Um, it's, it's not just an increase in the demand that drives up prices, but also increase in cost production for businesses. So example, increasing prices of raw material or labor costs could force businesses to raise prices on goods and services they sell, uh, which is what happened in the pandemic. If enough businesses are affected and raise their prices, it can lead to an overall increase in prices and higher inflation rates. Um, 
so uh basically that's the second part the third one is uh devaluation of a currency loses its value in comparison to other currencies and makes imports more expensive and can lead to inflation uh and because it leads to inflation uh you know um prices rise basic commodities which is what is happening in pakistan right now they have to they have to increase they have to import more than they export more than they produce the bulk of their use usage of goods and services is imported and that's why they have to spend more the devaluation of its currency means they pay more and uh and that's why they're seeing skyrocketing inflation in their currency and can lead and and this is what's happening um so another one of this is rising wages um some people agree some people not um wages uh increasing for higher wages means um good thing for workers but some economic experts believe that there can be some consequences particularly when it's coming to raising the minimum wage so when workers own money they have to they have more sp- spending money on goods and services increased demand could cost businesses to raise their prices to cover high production and cost and uh, some say no it doesn't really affect uh, you know they say that the past minimum wages increase did not correspond to inflation hikes but it's one of the many factors but it's really minimal but again it depends who you're asking um So basically that's the long and the short of it and what causes inflation now this is a broad answer I've given you I will give you an example that's happening in North America during covid the economy came to a standstill okay so when the economy came to the standstill there were wor- no workers going to work they couldn't go to work because of the covid crisis uh factories came to a halt uh production came to a halt shipping of goods and services came to a halt we realized in in the west we were importing everything from china uh because we were importing everything from china there were no staff uh to receive to china was not sending the goods and services because they were also were in lockdown not all and was no staff to to receive the goods and services and transport them from one from one place to the other and the truckers were doing most of it and that's why you you ended up seeing the trucker revolution in canada um you know the trucker caravan so to speak uh but because of this that there was no people no uh, staff production came to a standstill uh that means demand increased because demand increased uh prices increased uh these some cases they doubled 1.5 to 2% they doubled uh because of shortage of goods and services to spur up the economy the government uh reduced interest rates to basically nothing okay and because they reduced interest rates they also started printing money so all of a sudden you have more liquidity on the market you have more um, more liquidity you have less uh supply that means uh lots of money uh but less supply because on the other hand you had uh no workers to work 
uh, as a result of which demand increased and the demand increased with the high liquidity on the market. The inventory was not there to supply these goods and services, uh, whether it came to housing, whether it came to the materials for housing, the materials for infrastructure, all of that led to a hike in inflation in prices, uh, hike in price uh, inflation, um, and here we go, and and um, it has been a spiral out of order. Uh, you know, they say, well, it's increased inflation is increased by a couple of points, but no, it's doubled in most doubled, uh, and the government will never tell you that. So basically, it was a lot of liquidity printed by the government. Um, uh, the supply reduced, the demand increased in the high liquidity money printing, free printing of money. They printed, printed, printed money uh, at no, at, at, you know, they just printed money. And because there was high liquidity, less supply, high demand, guess what? The prices just skyrocketed. And in, in everywhere in the world, the interest rates increased, including the United, including North America, Canada, interest rates increased, uh, doubled and, and more than doubled, literally more than doubled. Uh, um, it was ridiculous. It's, uh, I mean, they had to suck the money out of the economy and reduce the inflation, but inflation is not reducing because the demand is still there um, and the supply is still not there. I mean, the services sector and the production sector has not gone back to full swing. Uh, a lot of labor has gotten off the market and says, you know what, the prices are so high, our money is no worth, so we've lost labor, no labor in the market. We have work shortages, so that means goods and services are not being produced, that means the inventory is still low, demand is still there, and even if they increase the interest rate, we are still at rock bottom. One of the reasons is they produced so much of money. They printed and printed and printed. And in Canada, you have the Canadian Prime Minister. He doubled the debt from 2015 to, 20, to 2023, doubled the debt, completely doubled. Um, and, and, and right now, Canada is in uh, a mess economically. Uh, Moody's rating has been reduced for Canada, uh, which is which is un, unseen, unheard of before. Um, and uh, basically, that's it. Now, I wanted to tell you what the dollar has to do with this and why we are printing um, gold, uh, why we are printing so much of money and it's going absolutely nowhere. So uh, before, uh, as long as these feudal empires were there, before the UK and the US uh, became, um, the UK pound and the US dollar became our uh, global currency, we we exchanged precious precious sorry about that metal that means gold and silver accumulation of gold and silver was uh you know the the foundation for your economics and that's why india was one of the biggest um, um most um, that India was one of the richest countries in the world because we know we like gold and silver, we, we accumulated a lot of gold and silver. Um, 
And uh, absolutely, th- this is why in the Indian uh, economy under until about the 1700s uh, were, was, were so um, high up there on the planet. All the European powers came here to suck the money out. Um, and that's how Britain became, uh, came to trade with India. Um, everyone thinks that... Um, the india financed uh financed the colonization of the americas on the on the country it was the reverse uh the european the europeans had ended up in on the, um in the americas uh they found silver and gold over there uh because they found silver and gold and, and they got it at cheap prices meaning you know they had to trade in furs and muskets and guns with the local natives so they got it really really cheap they sold it at a higher rate over here on the indian subcontinent because they were able to sell it at a higher rate the profits that they made uh then finance the british east india trade uh, so the British East India trade uh, was financed by the sale of uh, gold and silver from the Americas to the Indian subcontinent at a higher price. And they were also, um, and, and so that financed whatever, the, the United Kingdom and all their construction there and all their uh, control of power, uh, feeding their armies all over the world, making uh, the United Kingdom such a powerhouse. It also financed the, the opium trade, finally, because we know that the British were involved in the opium trade, which is going on in China and uh, in, in this region, and China and the Indian subcontinent. Uh, so... That was how it became because we had precious metals. The moment you found precious metals, you were in. You were laughing all the way to the bank. Uh, and the moment you had accumulation of gold and uh, silver and these metals, you could impose your conditions on the world, uh, and which is exactly what happened to the United Kingdom. Uh, they imposed their conditions because they had the gold and the silver and they had the money to go with it. Uh, but that changed after World War II. It was uh, the U.S. dollar that became uh, powerful because uh, the U.K. lost its footing in the world because they emptied its coffers with the world wars. Um, so the U.S. started collecting gold during World War II. And then we had the Bretton Woods Agreement, uh, and which replaced the U.S. dollar uh, replaced the UK pound um, with the US dollar, and the US dollar became the currency of the world after World War II. So uh, the US, so the two single currencies of the world, uh, the biggest currencies, the world the UK pound and the US dollars, um, and it's also backed by huge armed forces so you know anyone messes with them yeah absolutely uh they, they're, they're going to make sure that you know they're protected uh because otherwise there's no use um and the un the united nations they are all there to protect the hegemony of the u.s they're not there for love and fresh air to be fair and square it's all nonsense uh, it's there to protect the hegemony of the U.S. and the U.S. basically controls it because they're controlling the money. Um, and that's why the U.N. headquarters is in the United States, my friend. Um, now, um, then afterwards, after the World War II, you had the Cold War. So in reality, although the, the Second World War got over, 
it really in reality never stopped okay the labels changed but the mentality did not they still they still continued the wars because you can't stop currents and waves you can't stop it the currents are going to continue you're just changing the label the type of wave will change but it's still a wave they're still going to continue so war continued uh, the, it was called the cold war and the Soviet power increased. And the Soviets were communists. They did not believe in, in God. And they did not believe in, uh, in, you know, they believed that God was the opium of the masses. So in order, uh, and any currency that you have needs trust. Okay, the moment you have trust, you have uh, the trust of the people to use that currency. So if you don't have trust, it means nothing. The Soviets became a powerhouse and they are communists. They said, no, God is useless. Uh, he, it's the opium of the masses. Uh, so basically, the U.S. decided to put the words in the currency. In God, we trust, my dear friends. In God, we trust. That's when they came up put it on the currency and so it played to the minds of the of the world and and kept their trust in the US dollars compared to the ruble of Russia of the Soviet Union and they and the US dollar continued being very strong uh, the basic idea was to make sure that people trusted in the economy remember until then we had uh, until the mid mid 20th century uh, we had um, kingdoms and empires and all of them had believed propagated god uh, this concept of god to keep them all masses on their slave plantations so how do you make a slave work with saying oh you're working for god you're working for god in the name of the father the son allahu akbar and guess what next thing you know you're a slave so slavery begins with an ideology control of your mind the moment they control your mind they control um, the economics around you the moment they control the economics around you they make you a physical slave so God was very important, and prior to that, uh, all these kings and queens were considered the direct descendants of God. Uh, every king and queen was the, was the direct descendants of God. From there, you got Jesus Christ, the Son of God, because they needed a figurehead to build a trust in their empire. So you got Jesus, the Son of God, they put him on everything, and people believed in the empire and finally became slaves. That's how, uh, you know, the Christian empire had so many slaves. You had the Islamic empire with the slaves, the Persians did the same thing. Everyone does the same thing. So in order to distinguish themselves from the Soviets, who was, you know, getting off the trust, were becoming, becoming such a superpower, uh, they had to distinguish themselves and they put in God we trust on the currency. Um, and so, you know, uh, the trust came back to the Americans. Um, and this was until 1971 where the Vietnam War was going on. Now, the Vietnam War was going on for so long, uh, it broke the bank and it broke people's trust in the Americans. They were angry at the Americans for the loss of life and the amount of dead in 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 during the war uh and so they began to take back their dollar they began to take back their gold buy back gold from the u.s and you know say take your dollar uh this was the time um sorry until this time the u.s dollar was pegged against gold uh, of, of of finite metal Okay, so the value of the dollar depended on how much of gold you had. However, in 1971, 
um, the U.S. unpegged the dollar from the gold. Uh, so that means they could print as much money as they wanted, as much money as they wanted. And that's where the printing of money, which was valueless, no value, started. And this was done on August the 15th, 1971. You want to know why? Um, uh, it was a date selected. Apparently, it was selected only to get back at India because India had a lot of gold, my dear friends. Remember that Indians always liked gold. So you can go back in time. And that's why the empires, like I said, came and invaded because we had so much gold. Gold was the currency of the time. Um, and so in, 19, in, in the 70s, remember, the Vietnam War was going on. Um, uh, Indira Gandhi was against the Americans. She was, and the Americans were not happy. Also, um, the U.S. Um, sided with Pakistan, um, and they created a genocide in East Pakistan, that is today Bangladesh. And the Indians, uh, Indira Gandhi, and the Soviet Union were able to stop. Were able to stop that. Uh, stop the. Um, the war in uh, stop the stop the genocide and the war in East Pakistan against the Americans, which never happened, and they the Americans did not like it. So as a way to get back to the Indians, in August 15, 1971, they unhooked the gold from the from the currency, um, and they were allowed to print money. And that's from that time onwards, the last 50 years, we are printing and printing endless money. This is called fiat currencies. That means it's backed by nothing. No gold, no silver. It's valueless. It's just a piece of paper. Means nothing. All it has is your trust. The, until the day you trust the currency, they have value. The moment you don't trust it, they don't have any value. I never kept any American currency. All my friends... Uh, just to get back, get off topic. All my friends have U.S. currency. I don't. Uh, I don't know why I never kept U.S. currency. Uh, anyway, um, so all these currencies are called f uh, fiat currencies. That means nothing. Uh, they just printed and printed and printed. Um, this is when uh, they also started with the Gulf. Uh, in the Gulf, what they did was they 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 exchange oil for security so they gave uh they they made con not made contact they made deals with the gulf countries from where the oil was coming from and said you provide uh the oil to us and uh, you trade in in dollars and we will provide the security for you we, you don't need armies we you can make sure that we will be there for you and we will help you with your uh we will help you with your um with any invasions or anything. So meaning that if they needed the Gulf to uh, use the oil, they have to provide security or show that they have they are providing security, they own the money. So they created these conflicts, one between each other. They um they they played the they played the devil's advocate and and, and sort of uh, pitted one against the other, the American, the Iranians versus the Iraqis, and, and so on and so forth, the Yemenites, and 
they pitted one against the other and kept them on a spiral of, of, of continuous vendettas. And that's why there's so many wars in the Middle East. And because of these wars, uh, you know, they required American security. Because of American security, uh, they had to use the dollar. Okay, they had to use the dollar. Um, and, and that was a problem. Um, so that, that, that was huge. Now, um, this, so this is what started the OPEC, uh, sorry, the petrodollar, the birth of the petrodollar, a big chunk, um, the, the Arabs financed, uh, used <coughs> the dollar for trade, and the trade was uh, in return of security. Um, and this increase in the dollar, usage of the dollar, uh, finance the IT sector and the service sector uh, with inflated currencies. All of this was done by inflated fiat currencies. Um, so basically that was it. Now, obviously the Arabs revolted, were not happy because of the people who knew what was going on. Two of those people, Saddam Hussein and, uh, and Gaddafi from Libya. And we know both of them were killed. Why? Because of this. Um, so really, in all, the second attempt was the euro to get off. Uh, well, I should say the first real attempt was to get off the the, the gold uh, and the U.S. currency was the euro when the euro was created, um, and basically snatched about twenty thirty percent off the valuation value of the dollar. The Americans were not happy. Uh, so the U.S. dragged NATO into the Yugoslavian conflict and brought the value of the euro down. Um, so you know why the, the Yugoslavia came down? Because the conflict was started by the U.S. Well, allegedly, I'm going to say allegedly, uh, by NATO. Um, under the guise of NATO, and guess what? We have the um, uh, it was balkanized, and that's exactly what they wanted to do with India. But the U EU said we're not going to park our savings in the U.S. banks in the U.S. Treasury. Uh, so to counter this, the U.S. bought in China uh, into the Treasury, uh, into the uh, world trade uh, eco economics, and from then China became a massive superpower. We know that. Um, but the EU started withdrawing their savings from the U.S. Treasury. The U.S. panicked, and so they did something really stupid. They reversed the Grand Lily Act. A Grand Lily Act is when they repealed the requirements of the Glass Steel Agreement signed in 1933, if I'm not mistaken. And basically, the Act said the public deposits, um, the public sector deposits, would be kept separate of the private sector. Okay, so that means uh, deposits of of um, of the public sector. So when these banks now have, so when they repealed this uh, Grand Lily, Act, the sorry, they repealed the Glass Steel Act, and they passed the Grand Lily Act, the bank now had the legal right to mix the public uh, currency deposits with the reserve currency bubble. So the reserve currency and the public currency deposits were were mixed. Um, and, and that caused the problem. The IT sector burst, um, and this was de-dollarization to start off with. So that was the first de-dollarization to start off with. The IT stocks, uh, US stocks and bonds lost 30 to 35%. And, um, well, it's going to come down even more. We see IT sector laying off, uh, people, uh, 
And all of this uh, is a reverse action uh, of as the IT sector was born out of the reserve currency. So it started with the reserve currency. It started, uh, the IT sector was born with the fiat currencies and it will die with these fiat currencies coming uh, the full circle and being devalued. So that's important to understand. Um, so in the 2008 crisis, we know uh, no one went to jail for that because it was all legal. And the U.S. then starts printing money. This means inflation for the whole world. And all that was offloaded on, on the planet. And they sort of absorbed the shock of the inflation because the U.S. started printing money, which led to increase in high food prices in the Middle East and causes revolts, revolution. Of that revolution then causes the Arab Spring. And from that Arab Spring, we get the uh, Syrian war. Okay. Now, not to say that the locals, the Arabs and the... Um, and the Syrians and the Turks are not responsible because they know what's going on. They are still fighting. I mean, you've got to be stupid to be fighting. They're actually doing everything to continue this fight as long as possible because they're using this void to send to, to grab land, which is so disgusting. But anyway, here it is. The Arab Spring was caused by the, by the inflation into, after the 2008 crisis, which uh, was caused by... Um, printing free printing of money um, so this is the first time the gulf countries realized that their heavy cost uh that they are bearing are basically uh, ruining themselves and they're repaying the u.s dollar they lost 50 percent of their crude oil wealth uh, they radicalized the Arab world, the Indian subcontinent, and the Middle East just for the sake of keeping the U.S. dollar doing, going. So they were, they were being conned. Uh, the U.S. stokes tensions uh, everywhere, stokes the tensions, put the sanctions, example, Ukraine and Russia, which is actually a war between uh, the U.S. and Russia. Ukraine is a proxy land. They rent it out for war. Then the U.S. goes to war. They pretend to save them. They provide security, and then they... They ally with the other country, other countries to provide, you know, military power, military weapons, and here we go. Uh, so after selling all this crude oil, they get dollars, 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 but the dollar has no value, no purchasing power. So everyone has realized this, uh, that they are financing the U.S. lifestyle, the social system, their social security by using the dollar. I mean, why should I finance you? Uh, so this passes on as a cost all over the world. Uh, and basically the, the value of the dollar is, is created by, is a synthetic necessity uh, created by the US. So it's a cycle that never goes out of sync. Uh, so the Gulf countries have realized this. Everyone has realized this. They've started to de-radicalize their, their people like in the UAE, in, the, in Saudi. Uh, they're starting to diversify their economy, their society, broader acceptance of other countries att to attract tourism, but also to stop the war in their minds and to heal because they have to make them get used to other cultures. They have to get them used to other ideologies because they had been so radicalized by this fear and this ignorance. Um, and this was only to create problems and cause conflicts. Um, and from there onwards, you see the Gulf since 2015 with Narendra Modi, he is, they're trying to hook up together. Uh, 
So by this, the de-dollarization, it will mean the end of radicalization. It will mean the end of missionaries in India, my dear friends. Very, very good. The radicalization will stop because there will not be dollars. The economy, the U.S. Um, will not be able to print anymore. That means they'll have less money to send around the world. Radicals will stop. Missionaries will stop. And this communal tensions that's going on will stop. And that is why, my dear friend, you see the Kalistanis acting up. Uh, they're acting up. They're being paid by the U.S. and the Western countries to stop Narendra Modi. The only reason they want to stop Modi is because they do not want him to to join the de-dollarization because he's he is um, at the forefront of this. India is at the forefront of de-dollarization, de de-dollarization, and the U.S. does not like him, so they're stopping everywhere, and they're using Rahul Gandhi from the inside, and that's why Rahul Gandhi is going, democracy is coming to an end, because he's actually working for the Americans and for Soros. You understand now. So no more free money to missionaries, to radicals, no more scope of pr endless printing of money. All the freebies will get over, and the currency will be financed to a finite product, and there will be a fiscal structure and discipline and Narendra Modi, the Honorable Prime Minister, is at the forefront of this. Um, they have reduced the usage of Visa and MasterCard. They've come up with the rupee. Um, BRICS countries are accumulating gold. Um, um, and, the, you know, and it's, it's, it's absolutely going fantastic. Uh, soon they're going to be... Um, they're, they're going to be uh, discussing the currency format. And that is why South Africa has just been put on the FATF list, because they're going to be revolts. Uh, India is facing the Khalistani problem, and they are using the liberals, they're using Rahul Gandhi from the inside to do this nonsense, to create communal tensions, to blame it on Narendra Modi, to blame it on everyone else, to get Narendra Modi down, because if they get him down, they will stop the de-dollarization, and that, that, my friend, is telling you one thing. Every time you see Rahul Gandhi's face, you know he's working to bring the Indian subcontinent down from the inside. He is uh, a Mir, I think it's Mir Jaffer or Mir Jabber, I can't get his name now. But he is the worst of his kind. Disgusting, absolutely disgusting man, this Rahul Gandhi. I'm sorry, I don't like him. He's actually selling this country, and that's why he asked the Americans to invade. That's why he asked them. Uh, to to check Indian democracy. Basically, he wants he's he's working for them. We all know that. And having said that, we know why inflation is happening. We know why the dollar uh, de-dollarization is also happening on the other side. The economies of the world are going to change soon. There's going to be a reset. How is it going to function? I don't know. But look. Um, you don't need to panic. It will pan out slowly by slowly. Like everything else, there will be a storm and there will also be calm after the storm passes. So don't fret. Um, as long as you have knowledge, as long as you have information, all is going to be fine. Keep researching. Do not stop researching. Um, gain the knowledge and, and you will calm the currents and the waves. On that note, I let you go. I thank you for your time. I wish you a great day, a great evening. Um, and cheers until we meet again.